From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers. I'm David Bolander, editor of Finance and Commerce. Thanks so much for joining. Beyond the Skyline is sponsored by Ironmark Building Company. Whether it's a new luxury apartment building in the North Loop or expanding the community in the suburbs, Ironmark builds quality projects for discerning clients. Ironmark's foundation is built on a culture of collaboration with clients and projects that stand the test of time. Talk to Ironmark's award-winning team about your next construction project today. Go to ironmarkbuildingco.com. In this episode, Christine Beckwith, the project manager of Metro Transit's Blue Line light rail extension, talks to FNC reporter Brian Johnson. Beckwith discusses how she got into engineering, her passion for transportation projects, and the next steps for the Blue Line extension. Well, I am pleased to be joined by Christine Beckwith, who was recently named project director for the Metro Blue Line extension project. Uh, Christine has more than 20 years of experience in transit and transportation and will help guide the future of the Blue Line extension as it moves toward the start of construction anticipated around 2025. Chris, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing wonderful, Brian. Um, really excited to chat with you today about uh, Blue Line and, and some of my other projects I've worked on. Absolutely. And thank you for your time. I know you're really busy, so I appreciate your time. And it's certainly an exciting project. So we're happy to hear from you. Congrats on your new role, by the way. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled. (laughs) Yeah. When did you officially start your new position? Well, it was officially uh, earlier this month. Um, however, I've been kind of doing double duty on both the the Blue Line LRT projects and the Gold Line BRT project. Um, both had some some policy meetings last week and some some other outreach uh, committees and things like that. So I was I've been kind of uh, have feet in both projects still. So this is kind of my first I think full week that I've been able to dedicate to the Blue Line. Okay, great. We certainly want to talk to you more about that and also about your role with the goal line. But I wonder if we could just begin by maybe if you could just introduce yourself a little bit and talk about how you got into this line of work, where you went to school, that kind of thing. Looks like you've, as I mentioned in my brief intro, have 20 years of experience in transit and transportation. What attracted you to this line of work? Yeah, so great question. Um, I'm actually appro- approaching 25 years of experience in this um, in this field. I am a, a registered civil engineer. Um, I also have a master's in, in business administration from St. Thomas. Um, the reason I was drawn to civil engineering as a career um, is, well, my dad was a civil engineer. And so I, I did, I was exposed to the field from that perspective. But I think just being cut from the same cloth, uh, we were both drawn to working on projects that you can see implemented. You can drive on those projects, ride on those projects, and you really are providing a, a service to the public. So I was really drawn in 
I was looking into you know pre-engineering at one point uh, as I was going into college and then really gravitated towards civil engineering just to be working on public projects. Um, and furthermore, I have worked mostly in the in the public sector throughout my career for the same reason. I, I feel like that's where I can have most connections with the public and where I can really make the most impact on the on these transportation projects. Um, so I got into civil engineering. Um, being a daughter of a civil engineer, I actually went to the University of Minnesota Duluth um, initially for a, for a couple of years. They didn't have civil engineering at UMD, so I transferred to the Twin Cities where I where I did get my bachelor's in civil engineering. Then I um, went over to MnDOT, the Minnesota Department of Transportation. Um, they have a, a rotation program for um, entry level engineers, so I was able to work. I think I worked in thirteen different offices when I was at Min- at, at MnDOT. Um, that included an office up in District 1 Duluth. I worked in the Metro District locally. I worked in the central office. I did everything from preliminary engineering and design to construction. I spent some time working in maintenance operations for MnDOT. And I worked on bridge anti-icing systems while I was there as well. So just kind of got a breadth of opportunity um, and experience while working at MnDOT. And while I was at MnDOT, I was kind of watching the original Blue Line, the Hiawatha project kind of come to fruition and North Star as well, kind of watching those projects from afar, thinking that appears to be the future of transportation, you know, working on the highway side. And and we know this, we can't build our way out of congestion. It is, it's just not a solution that's readily available to us anymore in the Twin Cities. So transit to me seemed like a way to really uh, address the congestion issue in a different way. So I was really drawn to those projects and did a apply for a project or for a job on the Central Corridor Light Rail Transit Project, which became the Green Line between the downtowns of Minneapolis and St. Paul. So that's really my first entry into into transit. Uh, We always joke, uh, we always have to start somewhere. So I came into um, Metro Transit not having any transit experience, but you certainly can learn by being immersed in these projects. And now I've got, you know, 14 years to, to show for experience on a variety of different transit projects. Um, I was the project controls manager on the green line, which means the person kind of looking at scoped schedule, budget, um, construction processes and things like that. And I worked my way up to deputy project director and I was project director for the green line when it was opened um, in 2014. Mm. So I did... That was my first transit project. And then I did actually go over to the Blue Line extension. So the project we're talking about today and the Southwest project too. I was uh, the deputy program director overseeing the project directors on both of those projects. Um, and then I, I moved over to the Gold Line, which is, which is a bus rapid transit project on dedicated busway. So it's very similar to light rail in the type of service it is, um, that all-day frequent service on dedicated uh, a dedicated transitway. Um, and so I've been there for five years and I was looking for a new challenge and the blue line came along. So I'm really excited to be rejoining this project after a number of years. I think um, I last worked on it six years ago. So quite a bit of it is familiar. And as you know, quite a bit of it has changed. So I'm really looking forward to getting immersed again in this project and also working with colleagues that um, I worked with some of the colleagues that work on Blue Line. I've worked with them all the way back to Central Corridor. Great. And the as far as the Gold Line, it just I know they had 
recently uh, some pretty big milestones there. Mm-hmm. I've been recently completed final design and are getting ready to move into major construction, hopefully this year. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Um, last week, the Metropolitan Council um, approved the award of the civil construction contract for the gold line. That is the biggest construction contract. It, com- in, it encompasses most of the work on gold lines. There's a couple of other smaller construction contracts as well. But that was a big milestone for the team, um, for our, our county partners, and really for everyone in the East Metro who is looking forward to taking that, that gold line um, service eventually. So construction should start this fall. Um, hopefully, the, they'll get the contract signed in August and, and be off and running. So it was a huge milestone, um, really an excellent team, a great partnership over on the Gold Line side. And um, I'm really excited to continue to, to watch that project uh, succeed. Yeah, and that, of course, will serve our friends in the East Metro area. And I was just looking at some statistics for you talk about the impact of some of these projects. Uh, Metro Transit threw out some numbers, I think $1.4 billion worth of um, activity, economic activity around that line, 4,600 housing units planned, something like that. So, and that's just that one line, uh, one BRT line. So that's pretty pretty cool to see that. Yeah, it's also... um been really nice to see the kind of development interest around a bus, a dedicated uh, busway project, um, similar to what we see on the light rail side and similar to what we're also experiencing with the arterial BRT projects. Um, there really is interest in, in transit-oriented development um, very early on. Even when we were just beginning to design the project, there was developers that were, were taking interest. Um, and I do have to say that the cities on the, on the east, in the East Metro have were really um, planful in how they looked at station areas around the Gold Line stations. Um, Oakdale had a, a moratorium on, on development that really led to some really smart uh, development plans around that um, Helmo station area. Um, so that's one to definitely keep watching. It's, it's really going to be great when that comes to fruition and when, when Oakdale starts to see some of those developments come up around the station. Um, and I would say the same for the other cities as well. The, uh, Woodbury has some great vision around the stations in their community as well and St. Paul. Mm -hmm. And so as far as the blue line extension, sounds like you're just jumping in with both feet right now. And tell us a little bit about what you're working on at this time and sort of what your role is as project manager. Uh, Yes. So right now, um, many of these projects have a very familiar committee structure we um, this is a model that's worked very well since um, Central Corridor and really on the projects before that too, with corridor management committee meetings that are committees that are made up of policymakers. Um, there's business advisory committees, community advisory committees. So that's really we had a round of those meetings for for Blue Line last week. Um, so I I was a, an observer, just kind of trying to get to know the the new players that I I didn't know already. Um, just kind of listening in on those meetings and trying to get up to speed. So again, that model has worked really well. Um, so those we are also working on kind of getting our schedule set for the next uh, couple of years looking forward. Um, the team has had really been focusing on this schedule leading up to the the alignment that was um, that the preferred alignment that we're working towards. So 
that was a big milestone for the blue line team to get to that point where now we've got the line on the map that we can really start to continue to develop. The environmental, um, we're going to be doing a supplemental um, draft environmental impact statement. And so we'll be spending quite a bit of time out in the communities. There's a, there's a few aspects uh, along the corridor that need some further definition so that we can study those in our environmental document. There'll be, um, in a few cases, a couple of different options that we'll be studying, some parallel um, options along kind of that same corridor, but some little variations in a couple of different locations that we'll, we'll fully evaluate in the environmental document. And then that will help us and the um, Federal Transit Administration, who is kind of the owner of that federal, that environmental process, that'll help um, kind of define the decision moving forward that we will move into the, the detail design. So my job as project director is to kind of oversee the the staff that is doing that design. Um, the consultants will be um, bringing some more consultants on board. And really, I think a huge uh, role that I have is really making sure that we've got that strong partnership back with Hennepin County, who is providing the uh, majority of the local share. So we've got uh, county staff that are um, spending quite a bit of time working with our team, integrated in our team. And so um, that's one of my roles is just to make sure that that channel is still going. Uh, quite a bit of the blue line alignment is on county roadway. So they definitely are not only a funder, but a huge stakeholder in this project. So um, that's been a, a model that we've had a lot of success on over on the gold line side is just just integration with with county staff in a kind of in, an expanded way over what we had done on Central Corridor. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of building that team. Um, we'll be hiring a lot of staff. So uh, for anybody who's looking for opportunities to work on a really exciting project, a really high-performing team. Um, definitely keep us in mind as we uh, post those positions in the coming months. Yeah, how about contracts? Are there any big contract awards coming up or RFPs being released? Anything of that nature? Yes. We are working right now on a request for proposal for our engineering um, contract, also the project management consultant services contract. Um, uh, we think that we'll have three different packages in that contract. So a, a proposer could could bid on or propose on all three or one of them or two of them. So we're trying to kind of break it up into sections um, to really draw um, even more interest from our consulting community. Um, there's just a, a great uh, resources we have in our consulting community. And many of them have worked on local projects and um, national projects. So we really want to kind of make it enticing for those uh, proposers to take a look at this RFP. As far as when it will come out, um, we had hoped by the end of July, but we also want to make sure we're communicating out, um, giving those uh, consultants enough time to kind of get set up, maybe ask us a few questions before the, um, the, the request for proposals is actually on the street. But we would really like to get that going in the next uh, few weeks. It will be posted for between one to two months. And then it, we hope to have this awarded uh, by the end of the year. And so that'll, that'll really get us going starting in 2023. And I know you always have goals for DB participation, things of that nature. So... Yes, there's um there will always be a, a DBE goal assigned to these uh, requests for proposal to these contracts. 
Um, this one has not been determined yet. Um, it is that will still be evaluated as we're kind of finalizing our scope. Um, and then our, our internal staff will take a look at that and take a look at what the availability is in the um, DBE contracting community. And, and we'll have a nice, nice goal for, for our DBE partners to, to jump in on as well. Great. And it sounds like you'll be doing quite a bit of community engagement for this project. And I know you, I know you've done that in the past and doing my research for this interview, I came across your name in connection with your role on, uh, they called it the central corridor at the time mm -hmm. for the ways back, but it looked like you were involved in one of those discussions where there's some pretty heated discussion with the U of M and yeah, uh, and so on. So I, I know you're, you're well-versed in that kind of thing, but tell us about the community engagement process and your role in that. It just sounds like you're going to be out and about and educating people about the project and answering questions and so on. Yeah, um, education is is one part of it, but uh, this is really a community-driven project. Mm -hmm. We need to hear from the community to know what it is that the community wants with this project, how it integrates in a community, what the station areas look like, what you know those fine-tuned uh, you know alignment decisions are. We don't make that that decision in a project office. Um, you know, not all of us live in that community. We need to hear from the community. So the only way you do that is by um, really extensive public engagement. In my experience, when you're in this environmental phase, um, it is probably the the time at, at which we're. It's it's yes, we're informing um, those that live in the community, but we need to listen. So we're really trying to get information that we can put into that document, that um, environmental document. So sometimes, if if the open houses don't work, if if virtual options don't work, you know, sometimes we've done door knocking. If we can't reach, if we know we're not reaching everybody, we'll kind of adjust our strategy because we really do need to hear from folks. So um, we haven't completely outlined what the outreach strategy will look like, but we know that it will definitely be occurring over the next uh, several months. Um, as we work towards 30% design of this project, um, which is probably some of the um, aspects of this project are already past that because they they utilize the initial design um, from a few years ago. But in those areas that are kind of being developed now, the new alignment areas, uh, we got to get all the way to 30% design probably in the next couple of years. And that's really where a lot of those decisions get made really is from now until 30%. So um, it becomes a little more challenging after that. I mean, changes, many changes do happen after that point. But the big decisions really need to be made in the next couple of years. So you'll be seeing us quite a bit, um, and we are always available to answer questions, speak to community groups. Um, you know, we've got a website that has all the the contact information on how to reach us as well. We are um, always available to come talk to you. Well, you've been generous with your time, Chris, and I don't want to take up too much of your time. But do you have any other? Parting thoughts before I let you go. Um, one thing I'll say about the the blue line, I'm, as I mentioned, I'm very excited to rejoin this project. It's um, it's it's a great project. It is one that the Federal Transit Administration has its eye on and is very supportive of. Um, we've got strong community support, um, strong support from the county, um, and a great partnership between Met Council, Metro Transit, 
in the county as well. Everybody is looking forward to advancing this very important investment in this community. And I'm just really excited to be back on the team right at this point in time when we kind of get to restart it and and really get this one all the way to the finish line. So I'm just uh, thrilled to be a part of the team. Great. Well, thank you, Chris, for your time. Look forward to having more conversations with you as the project moves forward and good luck with the project. All right. Thank you so much. I look forward to talking to you in the future. Thanks. Have a good day. You too. Thanks. Mm -hmm.